Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast where we where we uh, rewatch The Nanny, which is a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Jean Pasquale here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right. And this week, we are back for season five, episode 13, Call Me Fran. Uh, this one... Guess what, Toria? Mm. Directed by, are you ready for it? <gasps> uh-huh. Fran Drescher. Yep. I mean, yep. I I knew it. I talk a little about it in trivia. Uh, yep. This is, it's so cool. Very exciting. Directed by Fran and written by Diane Wilk, who's written a bunch of episodes that we have enjoyed in the past. Uh, Toria, what is this one about? So this is the episode where Fran finds out that her father does not like Mr. Sheffield, which causes her to like reevaluate her entire relationship with men. And I actually, I really like episodes like this because it was very funny, but it felt very grounded. I was like, oh yeah, of course Morty doesn't like Mr. Sheffield. And of course that's why. And like, I was like, this feels real to me. You know, it doesn't feel like that fabricated, like this week she wants to be a weather girl. Um, And I think like um, that, that's that's, like, to me, these are like almost the best kind of episodes um, because, yeah, like what's happening, the emotional motivations of everybody make sense. And, and it also kind of moves their emotional arcs further in a real way. Totally, uh, totally agree. I, I loved this episode. And <clears throat> we had the be- we get the benefit of a fantastic B plot <laughs> that's just like the whole purpose of it is to make fun of Brighton and and make him the butt of the joke. And honestly, it's great. Like he plays it so well. It's very, very funny. The payoff is good at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, we get some amazing Sylvia lines in this episode. This is a great episode. So yeah. Uh, so we open, we, we actually, the first thing we open with is like a setup of that B story. Well, yeah, well, no, the first thing is Fran comes down the stairs and she's in jeans and a sweater and right. <laughs> and and she she actually looks great. She's like, you know, mm-hmm. wearing just very normal clothes and Niles comments on it and she's like, "Oh, you know, it's my father's birthday and I'm going to take him to a basketball game and you know, he kind of likes, you know, women to dress more conservatively." Uh but she I'm like, "Wow, I wish she dressed like this a lot. Like she looks great and everything." But um this is also then where we get that little introduction of the B plot where <laughs> where Brighton and Maggie come in and uh, Maggie's like, remember, like the the sorority party's at eight, so like, don't be late, blah blah blah. And he runs off excitedly, and it turns out it's just a bring a geek. It's a, it's a bring a geek party, which I I think was a real thing, um, where people would invite like the geekiest guy they knew to a party and not tell them. And you, I wish that was a brought- real thing. <laughs> I would have gotten invited to so many more parties. <laughs> You're like, like. Yeah, and, and I think the person who brought the biggest geek was the winner of the night, which this is so cruel. They cannot possibly do this anymore. I think also, I- also, it's like jokes on you assholes. The whole world's obsessed with computers and fucking superheroes now. So who's the geek now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, it's like be what would bring- this even be now? Like, you it know, should, like it should be like bring an eligible geek geek to our party because like they're going to be my money ticket to, to yeah, you know exactly. if, if i can get one of these guys yeah um although but, they're, they 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 aren't necessarily a guarantee for the least emotionally abusive <laughs> uh, 
okay. Okay. So I feel like if you're not really like as probably geeky as we are, you wouldn't even know that. That it's often the least emotionally intelligent but arrogant guys you could find. <laughs> yeah. But and, so, a, and a lot of, there's a lot of geek incel crossover too. It, 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 the waters sure. get murky. The waters yeah. get murky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so anyway, so we established that bring a geek to a party thing is happening. And then the doorbell rings and Fran's super excited. She's like, oh, it's my dad. And she answers it. And it's Sylvia. And Fran's like, Ma, like, where's dad? It's, you know, it's his birthday. It's a special night. And she's like, oh, your father, he's not feeling well. He ate a bunch of sausages. <laughs> Which is dog food, by the way. <laughs> he ate a bunch of sausages and he couldn't come. And Fran is like very understandably disappointed. But Sylvia's yeah. like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to go with you. This is going to be great. I- I'm dying to go to a basketball game. And then she's like, you know, I've somehow not gone for 50 years. <laughs> Meaning she's thoroughly not dying to go. Um, and then we we cut to the basketball game. <laughs> Man, what a sign of the times. A guy oh my pinches God, Fran's dude. butt. Dude, dude, like what a sign of the times because it's not ever mentioned again. It's literally only played for a joke. It's played so much as a joke that like other than being like, that guy's a pig. They basically don't do anything about it. And, and like the guy, if you, cause I had to rewind it. I, I like looked, I guess I was taking a note or something. And then, and then I look up. And I hear her go, and I'm like, what? And I rewind it. The guy literally like is cheering and Fran's cheering. Then he nudges his friend, points at Fran and goes like, watch this. And then, <laughs> and then he, he like puts his fingers out, but like, not like a pinch. He like sticks a finger out. Like he's going to stick it in her butt. And then she goes like, whoa. <laughs> She like, even what? said she was, she was like, oh, if I was wearing a skirt, he would have taken my temperature. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah. The- I mean, but you know, it's a sad reality of there there was a there I mean, and I think even in some some Boo. areas still, yeah, Boo. you could pinch a girl's butt and it's the what, most you know, they could do is be like, hey, screw you, and then just keep walking, you know? Like let me, let me get let me get on a soapbox for just one moment here. Okay. Because it's messed. Uh, yes, you're right. There are still places where that can happen, and the best you can do is go, oh, "You pig, you know, get out of here." And that's fucked up. And I feel like because, and it's not the nanny's fault, right? But like because this is what media was for so long. This is the message that was sent out for so long. It's like, yeah, no wonder people don't think there's anything wrong with it, or think that like you're being too sensitive if you mention it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's there's reams and reams of film, of from movies and television going back years and years. Like the, the, the start of the movement of, hey, maybe don't do this kind of stuff to people, like is so, so, so minute in comparison with how much longer this has been okay. All the way into the 90s, man. Yeah. It's so messed up. So yeah, guy benches Fran's butt. That's just a little jokey. Uh, and then while they're watching the game, it is revealed by Sylvia that Morty really isn't sick. Although he really did eat the sausages, he just isn't yes. sick. And Fran's like, well, why didn't he want to come? Like, you know, she's like very like hurt. And Sylvia like kind of takes her hand and she's like, oh, oh, because I forgot to mention earlier that um, these tickets, these like, you know, great tickets to this game 
were given to Fran by Mr. Sheffield and like purchased by Mr. Sheffield for her and Morty to go. Sylvia's like, he didn't want to take anything that Mr. Sheffield gave him. I mean, she's like, you know, the thing is, it breaks your father's heart to see you wasting your life on a guy who's never going to marry you. And I was just like- so rude. Yeah, no, but this felt so realistic to me. Like, um, sure, yeah. That, and you know what? It could be that rude. well, that he's not going to accept the gift. I mean, the whole thing, like, like the, the, Morty's whole view of Fran and like what the dynamic is there is like very condescending to Fran. No, it uh, well, it absolutely is. But for example, I grew up in a. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like the side of my family from New York, Jewish. Uh, my grandparents, they only had six granddaughters. There's only six of us. There's six of us and we're all girls. So I've seen these dynamics play out. And regardless of if it's right or wrong or enlightened or not enlightened, it is very real to be like, that guy's wasting my daughter's time. Like, and then a lot of resentment brews. And it comes from the moms too. And I'm not saying this is every family and I'm not defending it, but it felt very real to me that, and like, there has definitely been situations in my family where like people are like refusing to accept things from like, they won't like, you know, the guy involved because they're displeased with how their daughter is being treated. Um, mm. And sometimes it comes down to like, my daughter is better than that and worth more than that. And that's why they're mad. It's not like, I don't think my, I mean, of course it's like, sure. I, it is condescending in that. Like, I don't trust my daughter to be, making the best decisions for herself, but, but it comes down to like an anger that your daughter's not um, being valued the way you believe she should be valued. So it's, it's like very, you know, it's all these things are like complicated with like, yes, sexism. And I think you're right. Like infantilizing women, but then also like, no, but I just want the best for my kid. But it's like, yeah. I was like, wow, I, I could a hundred percent see like my grandpa pulling this shit. <laughs> uh, but that being said, um, in the next scene, the kids are sitting at the kitchen table and Fran comes in and she's like super depressed. And, and the kids are like, Fran, like, what is it? Can we help? And she's like, oh no, kids. It's a grown-up problem. You wouldn't understand. And then she goes, <laughs> my daddy doesn't like me. <laughs> um, and and she runs into the – she, like, kind of, like, mopes into the next room. And Gracie's like, I'll take this one. And she picks up a piece of cake off the table and goes into the other room and she gives it to Fran. And she's like, talk to me, sweetie. And Gracie, who's – now Gracie's so freaking big. Were you thinking that? That like she has oh my God, shot dude. up. Huge growth spurt. Yeah. Huge mm-hmm. growth spurt. Crazy. Like yeah. she got so big. <laughs> she's so tall and she's just clearly yeah. so much. She's a, she's older, you know. Um, and yeah, She's like a um, tween. I mean, she's like a, she's a tween. At this yeah. Point, and the thing you know? is the two older siblings, they already kind of did that growth spurt. So they haven't really been changing that much, but she is at that prime time where it's like you blink and she's like a foot taller and, you know, is so much more adult. Um, and, but so she, she's sitting down next to Fran and she's like, you know, like, like Fran, like why you're a grown woman? Why why do you even care what your father thinks of you? Um, and then she's also like, and you know what would Doctor Miller say to you? Which kind of like I think rightfully nudges Fran towards going to talk about this with her therapist. And also, Fran's like, huh, what's wrong with this picture? And Gracie's like, that you're the adult and I'm the child. And she's like, no, you didn't bring me a fork <laughs> while she's eating that cake. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but then we do – we cut to uh, Fran at Dr. Miller's office and she's clearly just sort of dropped in on him. It's ridiculous that this is happening in his office. Like <laughs> um, so stupid. Well, it's like, the thing- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, why is he getting <laughs> – Acupuncture. Acupuncture in the middle of his office. And then he agrees to help her, but doesn't put a shirt on. Well, here's the thing. The uh, acupuncture part totally happens. Like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like successful people who literally have their like hairstylist come to them, their acupuncturist come to them, their massage person come to them. Like that wasn't the part that made me be like, huh? But the fact that he's like, all right, we'll just do my session. <laughs> but it was kind of a funny beat though, because his acupuncturist is also very invested in the situation with Fran and Mr. Sheffield. And so it's like the three of them are discussing it. <laughs> but so he's got all these needles in his back. And, you know, at one point Fran's like, where were we? And the acupuncturist is like, you were talking about your relationship with your father. <laughs> um, and, um, oh, and also Fran's like, sorry to drop in on you. Thank you so much for like taking the time to talk to me. And he, Mr. Dr. Miller's like, Oh, uh, it's okay. I mean, you, like your usual appointment doesn't entail me get like me getting drilled by nails, but it feels oddly familiar. <laughs> and um, basically, Dr. Miller tells Fran that, you know, she's clearly seeking out distant men because her father is a distant man. Mm. Um, and that's what mm-hmm. she's comfortable with. And Fran's like, oh, my God, light bulb moment. Um we then cut back to the mansion. There's like a super silly scene where um, Cece pranks Niles. Like he's asleep on the he's asleep on the couch, and she makes it look like he was like smoking one of Mr. Sheffield's cigars and drinking his liquor. So then when Mr. Sheffield comes in, he's like Niles, <laughs> and when Niles realizes what she did, he like goes over to her and he's like, at the risk of sounding like the doctor who delivered you, this could get ugly. <laughs> Which I thought was a yes. very funny line. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, uh, but then Fran charges back into the mansion and she tells Mr. Sheffield, like, she needs to talk to him. And she's like, I realize, you know, uh, I I am chasing you because you're exactly like my father. You know, you keep me at arm's length. And then he literally pushes his arm out to keep her at arm's length. And he's like, that's not true. Um, and and he's like, oh, come on, Miss Fine. And she's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, we've, been, we've known each other for five years and you still call me Miss Fine. And she's like, I've been chasing unavailable men my whole life and there's only one solution. You've got to change. And then she marches out, which is obviously funny because like, no, the solution isn't that like other people have to change. It's like, you have to change, but she's not there yet. And then... In the next scene, it's like a day later. <laughs> is this and, where she and, comes? Is this the scene where she comes down wearing the the feather jacket over the seventies go go dress and the white boots? I think that's the no. I think that's the last. Or is that scene. the next one? That was the oh. previous scene where she comes oh, in. That from, was the previous scene. Okay, that, oh, mm-hmm. she, that outfit was so awesome, dude. I know. I loved it so much. Like everything about it, I was like, God, this looks so cool. And like it would still work today because it's got that retro kind of feel to it. It's genuinely great. And here's the thing about Fran Drescher slash Fran Fine. Like if I wore that outfit, the outfit would wear me. Like I wouldn't wear the outfit. Like, you know, that old phrase where it's like you wear the outfit, the outfit doesn't wear you. Meaning like sure, you, you can get old, like you can just like get overwhelmed by a bold style and it clearly doesn't look right on you because you're not mm-hmm. wearing it with confidence. Fran no. wears the outfits. Like they do not wear her. Yeah, and it doesn't she matter works. 
Yeah, it does not matter how mm-hmm. bold they are. Like she's owning it. Um, yep. And she then, ate. yeah, <laughs> preach. Uh, and then she ate. She ate it all. No crumbs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she has her her uh, foot on our necks. <laughs> her, oh my god! <laughs> that's what they say now. Like Jesus like twelve year olds are like, yeah, wow, like Mister. No, it's so or like you have. I like I, like I prefer the I prefer I prefer the uh, she ate or no crumbs. She left no crumbs. She I ate agree. so much. She left no crumbs. I think that's so funny. Uh, but all right, but we digress. Though, okay, yeah. So then, uh, then you know, now we're in the next scene. Fran's in the kitchen with Val and Gracie, and Fran's complaining <clears throat> about the whole situation with Mister Sheffield and her father. And Gracie's like, "Well, you know, you clearly just need you need to reestablish boundaries, the boundaries of the relationship with Daddy. Like, you know, yeah. you know, you are just the nanny from now on." Uh, which was great advice. But then we had that weird joke that I thought actually kind of didn't work. Where then Gracie's like, "Oh, I've got cookies in the oven." And she goes and takes them out. And Val's like, she's so independent. You know, she's just making cookies for herself. Like all women should be like that. But then yeah. Brighton comes down the stairs and he's like, Gracie, I said chocolate chip, not oatmeal raisin. And then he leaves and she goes, I guess I can't do anything right. I just, I, I was just it was like very out of character. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense uh, for the good. joke. Uh, but another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, but then, yeah, Fran takes Gracie's advice and she goes into Mr. Sheffield's office and she tries to establish firm boundaries by setting like set hours and and saying, you know, I'm going on a break. Um, But then, then we have this great moment where she marches out and Mr. Sheffield is like exasperated as always. And he's like, oh, oh, Niles, like, what do I even do? I don't even know what she wants. And Niles goes, may I speak freely, sir? And he's like, Yes, yes, of course, old man. Thinking that Niles is going to like say something like that is on like his side, like Team Mister mm-hmm. Sheffield. But then Niles just goes friggin' berserk. He like starts sh- basically shaking Mister Sheffield by the shoulders, and he's like, "I can't live like this anymore, Niles. What should I do, Niles? What does she want?" He's like, "For God's sake, marry the woman!" And then he's like, "You passed on cats. Do you want to regret this for the rest of your life too?" And then he like <laughs> runs out. <laughs> It's a very funny line. It was just great. He's just he's freaking had it. Uh, And then, and then we in the next scene, we have a great scene at Sylvia's place where Fran's now at Sylvia's talking about everything that's going on. And I always love when Sylvia is in like mother mode, where where she's not just played for jokes, but also is giving some real advice and. She does this, of course, while eating a small rotisserie chicken with her hands, but she also says, you know, 
your father, he loved you and he did the best he could. He just had trouble showing it. And then she's like, you know, children tend to idealize their parents when they're growing up and they don't realize that, you know, under that veneer, we're, we're not sophisticated people, um, which I thought is is very vulnerable and true. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're not, you know, superheroes who know everything and do everything right. Um, we're exactly. just, we're just as messed up as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, your father won't change. If, if you want something different, you need to change. Um, which, you know, maybe some people now, I, I think actually that is pretty accurate. I mean, maybe some people would be like, well, you need to have these honest conversations, but you know, when someone's 75 or whatever, they're realistically, it's like, you need to change your mindset out of what you're going to get from them mm-hmm. realistically and how you feel about that. Not like, yeah, of course, you know, you're you not going to change your dad, yeah. <laughs> your 75 year old father. Hell no. You got to <laughs> figure out what your relationship with them is. I mean, I, I, I know someone who has a lot of relationship issues with people in their family and they definitely need their biggest issue though is that they have to get to the point where they accept that these people are never going to change that like there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do you can't be you can't do them favors you can't be extra nice or there's nothing you can do that will change the way they are so you have to change your expectations of them and mm-hmm. and otherwise you're going to get hurt over and over and over again and and like understand it's not personal but it's like it's exactly. their limits as exactly. you know it, um they can do what they can do um, and then yeah, they're, they're broken in their own way. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they can't love you the way you love them or, or whatever it is. They can't be there for you the way you want them to be, but that's not because of something you did. Yeah. And anyway. sometimes I think TV and media also creates unrealistic expectations. Like you grow up watching, um, these families where like at the end of 30 minutes or 22 minutes, everything gets yeah. wrapped up and everybody apologizes and everything's great. Like you're like, Oh yeah, that's what, that's what, a uh, perfect family should be but it's like no family's like <laughs> everyone's like screaming not apologizing yeah. then just like you know let's go for ice cream <laughs> this is a great um this scene with sylvia is so there's so much good stuff i can't wait to get to favorite lines and moments there's mm-hmm. so much in this scene but so then but then fran's like fran's like you're right like um you know, people aren't going to change. I have to change. I'm quitting. And then she like leaves. And Sylvia's like, what? No, I didn't mean that. And then Olivia, we have this really the goofy beat where Fran's running across New York City and Sylvia is chasing her all the way back to the mansion. So then Fran bursts in and she's like, she's like, Mr. Sheffield, like, she's basically like, I quit. Like, I I have realized, like, you know, Sylvia, Sylvia <laughs> screams, I'm going to cut my tongue out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then she, and then they get into the house and she screams, I'll kill that shrink bastard. Yeah, I'll kill that shrink bastard. Such a great line. Such a great line. And and the thing is, um, so, so, <sighs> but Fran's like, you know, I've, I have realized, Mr. Sheffield, like, you, oh, by the way, once they get to the house, um, Fran's like, everybody leave. I need to talk to Mr. Sheffield in private. And Sylvia's like, I am not leaving this room. But then Niles is like, why don't we go wait in the kitchen? And then Fran's – and Sylvia's like, 
mm, okay. So they go into the kitchen where she's clearly going to be eating. But this is when Fran's like, you know, I realize like I've been waiting five years for you to realize what you want and that's never going to happen. So I have to change this situation, which by the way, I think is incredibly healthy. And I think she really was committed to doing it in the moment. And and she's like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And then he's like, no, wait, Miss Fine, Miss Fine, Miss Fine. And then he's like, Fran. And that stopped her like dead in her tracks. And he's like, Fran, please don't go. And that kind of melts her heart a little. And and I think, you know, while it's obviously not the huge commitment she's looking for, it is showing some growth on his part. And so mm-hmm. she kind of like turns around and they hug and she's like, are you going to start calling me Fran all the time now? And he's like, well, well, you know, not in front of the children. And she's like, <laughs> what What about in front of Niles and Cece? And he's like, well, well that wouldn't be very professional. And then, and then she's about to leave again when he's like, Fran, please. And then they kiss. And yeah. they melt into each other and it's kind of all resolved. And uh, that's enough for her, at least. That's enough for now. And and I will say, I I, I mean, I, I've already watched the next episode, so I know the answer to this. But in my notes, initially, I wrote, this is cool. Will it stick or will it be forgotten by the beginning of the next episode? And I won't spoil that here. You'll have to tune into the next episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield to find out. And also find out the the big winner of our Honda giveaway. <laughs> no. Just kidding. You're all winners. Check under your yeah. seat right now. There's <laughs> Everyone's getting a car. You have been sitting on a Honda this entire time. <laughs> oh, Sean, your, your coughing ruined my joke. I'll keep the cough. I usually cut our coughing and throat clearing out, but I'll keep it in for that <laughs> um, too selfish. Um, but so then, and then the bite, the, the biting, that's a, that is a combination of me trying to say the button with Brighton. The, the button, Biden. President Biden, President, Bra- President Biden, dark Brandon. Uh, but um, so the button is super funny. Uh, Brighton comes down the stairs looking like a friggin' idiot. He is in the dumbest outfit thinking he looks cool as hell. He's dressed sort of like a Morgan Freeman from the nineties. And He's like, I, he's like, Fran, like, I'm, I'm going to the party that that Maggie invited me to, and then she's like, wait, sweetheart, I, I gotta tell you, um, this is a bring a geek party. That's the only reason you got invited, and then, and he's like, oh yeah, I know. I'm going to meet, but he's like, but I don't care because I'm going to go meet girls, and he's like, that's where I'm, that's why I'm wearing my cool clothes. <laughs> and the way he says, that's why I'm wearing my cool clothes was so funny and so well delivered. And then he does the dumb little dance to show like how he's going to like wow all the girls at this party. And then she's like, okay, oh, well, good, good. And she's like, but you know, sweetie, if I were you, I work in the words trust fund right up front in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweet Fran, like you, you do, you are trying to work, you're trying to do. She's trying to help for him. She yeah. is, she is, and and she even said she's like, I can't let you go in good conscience without telling you yeah. that, that. And I do like how like she is. She she does this thing that I think a lot of people do, which which I actually love, which is you're kind of on everybody's team, even when you're undermining somebody else's team. So it's like, she like is totally letting Maggie tell her that it's a bring a geek party and she yeah. sort of laughs with her, but she's, she's not going to not go clue Brighton into that, you know? No, she's not an abusive 
parental figure. That would be no. abusive. <laughs> and I think she she would know that like if Maggie's like, I can't believe you told him, she'd be like, honey, like you know that wasn't honey, right. I, you I'm know? Good. I don't want to go to jail for abuse. <laughs> <laughs> can't gang uh, but, up but, on a child. <laughs> but uh, so that is the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And now you know what it's time for. <gasps> it's time for segments. Segments. And now segments. Segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Jazzes me up every time. I'm ready for the second half of the show. Favorite lines and moments. Uh-huh. Um, I loved at risk of sounding like the doctor who delivered you. This could get ugly. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good that I want to try to use it in real life at some point. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) So, so good. So hard. Um, okay. Uh, God, I liked so many things. First of all, I just want to call out the fact that Gracie is disappointed that Fran is unable to rent secrets and lies from the video store. Oh my God. And then I really enjoyed that Fran wanted to rent Operation Dumbo Drop. That was my favorite. (laughs) It's just so funny because Secrets and Lies is like, it is not a movie for children. It's like a Mike, it's like Mike Lee directed it. What's really funny about it is like Fran was like totally going to rent this movie for this little child. And then a second later calls her a little girl is like, you're a little girl. Uh, I also like that Gracie says, Fran, you're a grown woman. You're over five feet tall. Yes, yes, yes. She knows she has to protect Fran's fragile ego as well. She was going to say over 30. Yep, yep. Um, I I like the welcome back Cotter line. It was funny too. He says, I'm going to run a Rorschach test on you. And she goes, oh, you mean the guy from welcome back Cotter? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Rorschach, I I did love I'll kill that shrink bastard shrieked oh. by Sylvia literally shrieked. Treat. I also like when Sylvia says she's going to the gym and Fran's like good for you ma and, she, and Sylvia's like this is my second time I went once <laughs> to sign up and I'm gonna renew today meaning it's it's been a year. Yeah, um, I also oh, like also- the um, chocolate hidden in the challah bread being referred to as a Jewish pinata. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, I love that. Also, don't you think it's it's very funny that um there's like a lot of reference to Sylvia and Morty's kink life? Always, like, yeah. Like, like I, I love it. I'm I'm like it's just such a like you know yeah. Well, I look. I also kind of wonder if like Fran Drescher grew up knowing that her parents were like getting it on a lot or something. Um, but I think a lot of healthy Jewish parents of that generation had like a secret hidden kink. Wow. I would not know. I don't even have a memory of my parents even being married. (laughs) (laughs) They they divorced uh, when I was too young. I remember when saying that to my sister, I was like, oh my God, the idea of them like even touching is weird. Like even like being in a couple like doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, They're just two people who somehow had two children together. But uh, also, again, I I just love the genuine moments when Sylvia is giving real mom advice. Um, I think it's, it's, 
such an important part of her character and it, and it does work really well when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, then any others? No, that's it for me. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Sean jumps out a window. For Yiddish, uh, we got good nook again, which means enough. Good and then for nanny trivia, it's short but sweet. But, okay. you know, we Sean said earlier, Fran Drescher directed this episode. She's yeah. directed two episodes of The Nanny overall. And I went down a little rabbit hole with her with some interviews. And in one interview, she actually mentioned that she has sort of a secret dream of directing an independent movie someday. Um, and this mm-hmm. was not too long ago. This wasn't like 20 years ago. This was, I think, within like the last five or six years. So that would be really interesting if it's something that ever happened. Sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think that'd be cool. And I, um, I, I, she probably doesn't have anything on her, any bandwidth on her plate with like the Broadway show and all that. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that's interesting when people uh, continue to be creative and continue to want to kind of keep growing creatively. Um because there's a you know there's a lot of people in in this industry specifically you know they make tons of money say being on a sitcom and then they just like live in our mansion and you know yeah. chill uh, yeah. forever just hang out <laughs> uh, then okay okay so the Fran or the CC who do you feel like you are hmm I guess I can. <clears throat> I can go first if that helps, but I, no, I, I, I have an answer. You know? All right, go ahead. Who, who do you think? So I felt like I was Fran to the letter. And only Why? in that I think I, I'm very good at- daddy rap. issues? Oh, no, my father was perfect, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, no. My okay. actual thing is I'm very good at recognizing my own- patterns like toxic patterns but but not changing like i'm very self-aware that oh yeah i do this and it's probably because of that but it doesn't lead to change that's the that's the harder part well i mean i would have to say that i think i'm brighton in this episode (laughs) (laughs) only the trust fund I'm yeah. just, I'm just like, I really related to like being a very like excited loser, happy to get included in anything, even if it's at the, like, I was, I liked that Brighton was smart enough to know he was being fucked with, but didn't care because he just wanted to be around people that, that really hit home for me. And it's probably like, oh yeah, I'm obviously only invited to this fight because it's some yeah. prank, but yeah. I'm going to make the most of it. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a great mentality to have, you, you know, so to keep you happy in life. Uh, all right. And so that is an episode for us. We, uh, would love to hear your thoughts about it. I was thinking about this recently. If you listen to this every week and you have still not reviewed it on Apple podcast, this is my big plea of, uh, what's the month? June, 2023. No, it's just, it, it helps so much. And um, we know that we do have regular (laughs) listeners, um, you know, every week, uh, just by the numbers, we know that. So, so, it's yeah. so helpful. And I'll say this, we're a small podcast. Like we're not, you know, we're not like the the one that we're, everybody has heard about. So No, so we don't really even have does- a distributor. We're like it's not like we're like signed with anyone. We don't like yeah. the ads that we get, we get through like Spotify for podcasters, which is like serve you up random ads. Like yeah. so it, it would be yeah. awesome to get this out to more people and have more listeners, especially as yeah. we near our end. 
Yeah, like because yeah, we're a little and you think of us like we're we're not a large corporation. We're a small family owned business, and like every this stuff really does help us. So that's yeah, we're my, independent like, cinema, baby. Yeah. And then I put on sunglasses and I fly <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, we're we're not big, we're little, and so that the reason that we ask every week is because it does make a really big difference. So um, and you know, <clears throat> I want to just say first of all. Uh, we're everywhere now. So if you're listening on Stitcher or if you're listening on Amazon or if you're listening on Spotify or Google or Apple or whatever else places, uh, you know, leave a thing. Thumbs up. We love it. Share it. It would be great. It would really help spread the word about the show. And uh, and everyone tweet at your favorite, uh, your favorite nanny uh, actor, actress, or writer and tell them to come uh, be on the show and we'll interview them. We would love that. As well, that's. What I was thinking about that. It, the way that we could extend this show after the this we watch all the episodes is we could just whenever we're able to and we get someone, we'll do like an additional episode where we interview somebody. So oh cool. yeah, that's so true. If but you're right. Like yeah. if the fans also do sort of a social media campaign, like say to yeah, people reach out to people. Hey, come be on the anyone, any of the actors, except for uh, the actress that played uh, Gracie, leave her alone. She's very kind and nice and she's a listener and, but she's not interested. She doesn't want to do the show. She doesn't really like to talk about the nanny and we're going to respect her wishes on that. That's fine. For sure. Don't bother. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate it. Uh, Oh, what? Oh, Mr. Chef Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And also you can email us at oh, Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail.com. And guess what, Toria? Okay. People are still doing it. This week we got Hey Guys from uh, Catherine. She says she is in Melbourne, Australia. <gasps> and that she loves listening to our podcast while she is trying to fall asleep or delivering catalogs at her job. And also that she wants to thank us for uh give her um uh giving her like uh aspects of the sh- you know uh thoughts about the show that she's really never thought about before um she's very much looking forward to listening to the final episode where maybe we'll be dressed as Sylvia and Yetta ah! oh my gosh firstly thank you, you Catherine <laughs> secondly Catherine I was just in Melbourne a few weeks ago and you know hopefully this does not happen but if you end up in an ER in Melbourne and you have a Dr. Sheffield. Oh, that's my sister. That's my yeah. sister. So be on the lookout. Hopefully it does not happen. Oh, Dr. Uh, Sheffield. And ho- yeah. <laughs> but that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. And on that note, Toria. Uh, goodbye. The Blushing Girl from Blushing. Name Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I, uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>